Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Diminutive Collection. Hey, Christian. Good morning, Kieran. How you doing? I'm fine and dandy. I'm a little bit tired this week. I've had a, a week of excess and I'm beginning to feel a little bit on the tired side. I'm, I'm, I'm not 17 anymore. <laughs> so you could I. mistake me for that. <laughs> 17 stone. Uh, what have you been up to? Not much, actually. Just working. Um, busy, busy working, which is great. And, you know, I'm looking back at the Kylie stuff. There's been a little few things going on this week. Oh, Some exciting stuff. So, first of all, in the Word Is Out segment, Fever gets the vinyl treatment yet again. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you, you, don't, you didn't buy the Fever vinyl, did you, in Sainsbury's? You weren't one of those people that are running around the country trying to look for this elusive white vinyl? No, I'm not much. For, I, I know they collect as items, but for me, it would just gather dust. So, to me, it meant it don't, vinyl means nothing to me. I was one of those people running around the country searching. For oh, I have no doubt, Kieran. I have no doubt. And how many did you buy? I didn't. I didn't end up getting a, a Fever vinyl, white vinyl, because that was immediately sold out. And really? on wow. eBay, they're like £225 or up to £375 for this one vinyl. But then a couple of, I think a month or so later, they re- they re-released it in America with a red um, vinyl, which I got one of those. Um, ah. which is very Which is very exciting. So I have that one. But they're re-releasing it again. Because on the 1st of October this year, Fever is 20. Can you believe it? And on the 15th of October, um, as part of National Album Day, they're going to be re-releasing this album on white vinyl uh, with a kind of very special gloss print, lovely, lovely gatefold. So I hopefully will get my hands on one of these, um, but no doubt they will sell out like hotcakes. Um, But it's very, very exciting news. Now, just just out of interest, I mean, as I said, I'm not a collector, but what pleasure do you derive from getting these vinyl uh, releases? I mean, are they used as on the wall um, uh, memories or do you actually take the vinyl out and play it? I mean, I take the vinyl out and play it. I just love having something tangible in my hands, like a physical thing. So I like reading the inlays. I love looking at the pictures (laughs) while listening to it. So for me, listening to an album is an experience. Mm. Um, and yeah, having that in your hands and then reading and, and, and immersing yourself while listening into the product is something that I love. Um, so this time around, if it's, if it's another white vinyl release, um, obviously you said the previous release, they're kind of worth something. I mean, well, this, how many are they releasing on the, this occasion? Is I have no still, idea. Oh, wait, it, I don't know, but I think that would be limited because it's part of this yeah. national album day. Oh, UK. I see. Right. Yeah. And there was a big thing this week because Madonna's uh, signed a deal, hasn't she, with one of with the record label uh, to release lots of deluxe albums. And I saw some of our lovely Fanogs was saying that they'd love to have Kylie do the same thing. Do you think Kylie should do that? Or have we kind of already done that with some of the remix albums? Do you think it's worth Kylie doing a deluxe album? Maybe. I, I think, yeah. But I just don't want it to be a greatest hit. <laughs> no, but I mean, like separate albums being redone. I mean, the Pet Shop Boys did it years ago, and I actually really like that because you had the original albums, and then they had a bonus disc of remixes, demos. Um, Kylie's and... done that already, hasn't she? Because you remember in the previous days, she's had these remix albums of the first. I don't know there's at remix number one, two, three, yeah, and four, I mean... and all that kind of stuff. So she's kind of done it. I don't know if she needs to do it again. Maybe for I, the later version, maybe for the later yeah. albums, not for the early ones. Well, I don't think I get too excited about this because I don't really care about the remixes. But um, but I guess maybe to keep it kind of cohesive because they were from a different um, uh, record label. So maybe if there was a kind of commemorative, maybe for a thirty fifth anniversary, maybe um, it should be something along those lines. And you know, have all the albums redone again, 
and maybe even I remember Girls Lad did this amazing single box set where it was just all the all the songs that were singles cards in a box. It was really lovely. Um, so maybe something I don't know, maybe something like that. But you know, anything Madonna does, Kylie will do too. Also, I really don't know what the holdup is with X body language and Impossible Princess being released on vinyl. I think it's just it's just getting I don't know. I'm getting a little bit frustrated because there's obviously demand in there. Like record company is going to be seeing. You know, when this Fever album gets released, they're going to be seeing it being sold out in minutes. They could make so much money if they did release, you know, X or Impossible Princess. Even that would sell out. If, if you've got the lenticular cover and you've got an amazing coloured vinyl. I just don't understand the hold up. I would love to chat to someone from the label because I don't think it's in Kylie's hands. So I think she mentioned it. it it's, it's in the label's hands. So it would just be interesting to hear their thought processes on it or, or unless they're holding it back for something bigger that we don't know about i think she's doing all these kind of vinyls that she should actually kind of tie in with the pride festivals and seasons it's still going on i don't know when pride is anymore because it's september for the uk but they've cancelled the parade yeah i mean i don't care about that but um but maybe she should do a rainbow selection of um vinyl so that you can buy it in all the rainbow colors including all the browns and blacks and pinks and blues orange and purple and green yeah. So you could sing what? a rainbow. Matthew Moore is back again at Hello Magazine. We are obsessed with Matthew. Hi, Matthew, if you're listening. He's posted again every yes. week. We we can't we can't fail with Matthew. No, no. Well, I've, I've seen he's a former uh, freelancer at Gay Times Magazine, so I assume he has a particular penchant for uh, Kylie, but weirdly quite young, not, not old. Yeah. I, I expected him to be a little bit on the older side, having work, working for, for Hello, but obviously on the website, they've got fresh young whippersnappers who are glossed up and full of beans. <laughs> so he posted a photo that Kylie posted on Instagram, and it was like her white diamond days from her greatest hits homecoming tour. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I applaud him for keeping Kylie on, on Hello's pages digitally. Mm, no, well done him. It's, very, it's, it's lovely to see somebody so young, so interested. He seems to actually care about her when he writes. When he writes, there's a little bit of interest. It doesn't, doesn't sound like he's being forced into writing something about somebody he doesn't know. I think there must be a genuine love, but we will hunt him down and we will get him on. Yes. And we will find out if he is really a Kylie fan or if he's actually a fraud. <laughs> Kylie Minogue fraud. Oh, let's hope not. (laughs) So, Christian, Kylie asked something special of us, right, on her Instagram? She did this week. She was asking us. The lovely little clip, actually, where you you can see her in all these Polaroid images, moving Polaroid images, and she's dancing along to Dance Floor Darling, which she seems to be using quite a lot lately. Mm. Um, And she's asking, who would our Dance Floor Darling be? Who would yours, Kieran? Which hunk would you like to have as a Dance Floor Darling? Samantha Fox. Well, she's hunky, I guess. <laughs> would she be a slow dance floor, darling, or would she be an up-tempo, jumping over her, bending her over and jumping over her back? Leap I think I'd be, the, yeah, I'd be the latter, I think. I'd have a great told time with Samantha Fox on the dance floor. Oh, and of course, let's not forget, Kieran, you once did meet your idol. <laughs> What's it like again? <laughs> it was great. Let's just put it there. I loved her. I'm obsessed mm. with her. <clears throat> yeah, who would yours be, Christian? Oh, I don't know. I'm torn. Well, obviously, my lovely, delightful husband would be my dance floor, darling. But aside from him, um, I would go for... Who would I go for? You know what? I love a bit of Jack Severity. Not only is he devastatingly handsome, got a finger in Kylie. He's also... <laughs> he's got great songs. I love his voice. And he's also got a really good, quirky personality. I keep seeing him on, on interviews. And I just think there's something about him that makes him seem very lovely. And he seems very kind. Um, dream about him once. I had a dream that he made pasta for me. And it was like in, oh. in the middle of the Tuscan Hills. We were just sitting there eating pasta. Yeah, it was amazing. 
Was he singing to you as he did so? No, it was just it was oh. his cooking pasta. Very oh, odd. Why? I wonder why I dreamt that he. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. What, what do you make of him? Because he seems like a. He just seems like a very nice man. I, I don't really know much of his songs. Like I, you know, when the music's too sad without you, I thought, oh my mm. god, what a great voice. And I kind of listened to a few of his songs, and I got busy and uh, didn't go back and explore. So I will do though, because he did make a fine pasta dish. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's, he can whip something up in the kitchen. I'm sure he'd whip something up elsewhere. I mean, he has a he has a child. <laughs> <laughs> But a very beautiful wife. So, uh, yeah, he's... Um, and then, you know what? That song, I was never a big fan of it at the time because I had this idea that it would be a different sounding song because he did a, a, a beautiful song with Sienna Miller one time. And it's such a really lovely song. As in Sienna Miller, the actress? Yeah, it's a really good song. Who's, I'll, like, continually 32, apparently. She's one of these people who's been 32 for 17 years. Oh, we all. But he did a song with her, and it's one of the most beautiful songs. I think it's called Love and Hate. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I was hoping... I was hoping weirdly that it was going to be a cover that they would do. And so it was a little bit, a little bit downbeat. And I love, don't get me wrong. I love downbeats, but this was a little too downbeat. But over time, I've really got to, got used to it. And what I really, what I realised at the moment is, and I've been doing this for a lot quite, uh, quite recently. I think maybe I'll put a little playlist together, but I'm really loving Kylie in duets. And now as much as I don't want her to do too many duets, when you hear her voice break into a song followed by somebody else's voice, it's so distinctive that I, I just love it. It makes me get all excited, in particular on, on the Hurt song, um, Devotion. Yeah. I, I, the voice just coming in just sounds lovely. I just, you realise that it's so distinctive and it just works so well on all kinds of songs, whether it's a dance song, uh, an acoustic song. Oh, I, I kind of made me fall in love with her voice all over again because it's when you sparingly and against another voice, that's completely different. It just sounds amazing. Oh my God, amazing. Well, maybe she should do this duet album. Or re-release some duets and do some new ones. Mm. But yeah, maybe um, she should do um, an album where she has all the ones she's done already. Yeah. And, and a few new ones. So, Because mm. that would be like a three-double disc album, right? Yeah, I guess I guess so. I'm going to go, you know what, today I'm going to go through all her songs and write a list of all the songs she's duetted on. Amazing. Mm. I'm excited to think about them. And what else have we got going on, Christian? Well... I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, you know what? I want to ask the Fanogues a little question. I want to involve them more in the programme. So I asked them, what disco songs would they like Kylie to cover for Disco 2? And we had, you know what? It may be early in the morning, but we had some very immediate feedback and I'm very impressed Ooh. by some of the choices, although I don't know half the songs. Um, one of our lovely Fanogues, Tom Andrews, says that he, well, he's given us three options. He's given us Don't Leave Me This Way, which I'd like to hear. I can imagine her voice being very good on that. Yeah. Uh, Ring my bell. <gasps> oh my God. Can I just say something? In Australia, we had this singer called Colette. Mm. I think she only had one hit, but her cover of Ring My Bell is a sensation. So, people who have not heard of Colette, head on to Spotify, mm. Apple, what, you know, Amazon, listen to this version because it is absolutely joyous. I still think of Colette to this day every sometimes. I think she was an amazing pop star that just only did one song, I think. She still well, did an album, but no one bought it. But it was such an amazing song. Is she still with us? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Yes. Well, mm. um, and Tom's other choice, this is very, um, very greedy. He also wants to hear Turn the Beat Around, which I think the Glorious Turn the do that. Beat Around. That one? Yeah. Cheer. And also, Do You Want a Funk? I don't know what that is. I don't know either, but I'm sure she used to F-F-F-F-U-F-U-N-K, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, other people uh, got in touch uh, too. And Twinkle Toes said that uh, they would like to hear Kylie sing 
Yes, Sir, I Can Boogie by Baccarat, which I would love. It's one of my favourite uh, pop songs, very, very, very brilliant disco song. Sophie Ellis Bex has covered it. Yeah, I think it'll be great, but it, she should just sample it. I don't think <gasps> she should do the whole thing, though. It, isn't it a little bit too cheesy, that song, though? No. no. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But that's why. I love it. <laughs> um, and, uh, Parallel Line 72 um, suggested that she sings Spring Affair by Donna Summer. Now, we're going to have to admit I've never heard that song, or maybe I have, and I just don't realise what it's called, but I'm going to have to look that one up. But that's a Donna Summer song. Uh, Nathan, our lovely dear friend Nathan, who occasionally appears on the Diminutive Collection, he got in touch and he said he'd like to hear Native New Yorker. Ooh. I've never liked that song, so I wouldn't want to hear that one. I don't I've, no, I've never heard it. Oh, you know if you heard it. Uh, really? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're a native New Yorker. Mm-hmm. No? Say this, zoom, do some more. Oh, that's all I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a native New Yorker. I keep, mm. when, you, when you say that, I think of Wichita Man. No, you need to look this up so that I don't poison your mind with my terrible okay. vocal. Goodness, I sound like... Um, so wonderful. And we also have our dear friend Martin, and he's clearly one of us. He's from our club, and he wants Xanadu, <gasps> which, of course, we've got, you know what, Xanadu and Yes Sir, I Can Boogie would be brilliant on the album. Oof, that would make me so happy. And another one of our fanodes, Ben, says he would like to hear Kylie do something 80s disco, a song called In the Evening by Cheryl Lee Ralph. Okay. Well, there's a lot of songs on here that I need to go and back I, and revisit. I don't, think I, I don't think I've heard half of these, so um, I will look them up. Um, and also our dear, dear friends from uh, Songs for When, who appeared on our show recently. Oh, yes. They've got in touch and they said they like to, and this isn't, I'm not sure if I can, I'm going to allow this one, but they said they want it to be This Time I Know It's For Real, which is obviously a PWL song, but I mean, it's kind of it disco, disco. And you've got Donna Summer involved, so in a way it's kind of got disco yeah. in its veins. So That's a really good shout. I'd like to hear it, but I'd like to hear it done in a completely different way with a massive orchestra. Yeah. I really hope, Steve, you know, we were saying this before about how I was disappointed that disco didn't have those big orchestral, slightly inflated disco songs. I hope that this time Steve Anderson, because I've been listening to his podcast, and he goes on about how much he loves have these overblown orchestras in songs. And I really want him to turn these disco songs into overbloated anthems. I, I just want it, I want them to sound really big, not just tinny drum beats. Yeah. Like the proper old 70s disco, the full kind of... Yeah, like seven, eight-minute songs where you've got these yeah. big orchestra outros. Or that all run into each other. Yeah, that's, I would love that. I mean, that's, I think, the trick she missed. But I guess it was probably difficult to get a, um, an orchestra in her COVID. kitchen. Exactly, that I bought with all my um, merchandise sales. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Step Back in Time. So we have an anniversary oh, this week in the Kylie Annals. Guess what it is? Oh, um, let me think. I can't, oh, God, I really don't. Um, um, uh, it's from your favourite you? album, Golden. Something with a tw- twangy beginning and an irritating chorus. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, yeah, this it is, is a lifetime to repair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this song was released as the fourth single from the album uh, with a radio edit of the song sent to radio on the 4th of August, but then obviously went to all digital platforms on the 17th of August. Um like, you know, like like the previous singles from Golden, Lifetime to Repair, uh, uses country pop elements, which I love, combined with dance pop. Um, it didn't chart when it was released, which um, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, you know, I like the song, but for me, I wasn't a fan. I mentioned this in the Golden episode, that I really wasn't a fan of the, the countdown to the pre-chorus. Hmm. The, yeah, 
Anyway, this this song apparently is a breakup song with our. Well, <clears throat> the song is apparently a breakup song with he who shall not be named. Joshua says he. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Um, <laughs> a lifetime to repair was. Um, it's been included in the Kylie Golden Show, um, and she also sang it on the UK X Factor on the twenty eighth of October two thousand eighteen. And it still didn't chart, my God. <laughs> well, no one watched X Factor back then, right? I'm not so sure. I think maybe they all went to pick a cup of tea when they heard the twangly intro. So I you obviously did. don't like this song, right? Uh, I, you know what? I don't mind it. It's that thing where I said before where there are really good songs lurking on the album. In fact, there's a lot of good songs. Because when we reviewed it last year, I, I was kind of surprised that I kind of ignored it a little bit. And there were some really good songs. It was just the production became so irritating after, after a while in... You listen to all these songs that all kind of sound the same, and then you don't really get, I don't know, all you remember is the the, the, the gimmicky country sound. And But the songs, I mean, I listened to it before we did this today, and it is a good song. It is. It's, it's got a great tune, great melody, but it's just, I just find, I find the countdown a bit irritating. I also find, yeah. I found I just find the the jangly bits. Oh, God, honestly, it's like, a night, it's like fingernails down a chalkboard. <laughs> Stop it. Mm. I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to make you listen to some good country music. Oh, God, no, please don't do that. <laughs> then I'll waterboard you. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going to say exactly that. Please do that first. And maybe give me a colonic at the same time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, should we go to F and Oak? Oh, yes. I can't wait. Who, who are we meeting this week, Kieran? So we are traveling all the way to Baltimore. Good morning, Baltimore! <laughs> For the lovely Sean. Ah. Hello, lovers. I am oh. fantastic. Oh, lovely thanks, to meet you. And thanks, thanks so much for joining with us. So, Sean, tell us, you're an American. How did the love affair with Kylie start? So this is not going to make sense when I say it, but uh, my love for Kylie kind of started on January 7th, 1982. Oh, wow. And that doesn't make sense, but that's the day that the TV show Fame premiered here in America. Oh, yeah. And fame was not very popular here in America, but I knew that it was popular in England. And more importantly, that they had like their songs were played on the radio in England and they had radio hits in England. <laughs> Starmaker and was one of them. Was it Starmaker? Was yeah, it? And High Fidelity. And, and High Fidelity. Yeah. 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 And, and that kind of like kicked a flip, uh, flipped the switch in my head saying like, hey, if the music I love is getting played in England, Maybe I should pay more attention to that music. So I used to look up Billboard magazine Ooh. and see like what songs were popular <laughs> there. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. And then I would see songs that weren't even popular here in America. And then I would hear them months later. And I'm like, I remember seeing that on the chart. So that started me following the British charts. Yeah. And then we, we used to have Star Hits magazine where you guys had Smash Hits magazine. Ooh. Was it the so same thing, it. was it? Was it the similar a kind lot, of thing? A lot of the articles were just complete reprints ah. from smash hits into star hits for us. And then so I started reading about uh, this group, this production team called Stock 8 Ken Waterman. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I like all of these songs. Like, I like Bananarama. I like Dead or Alive. I, like, <laughs> I love all of these. So then... Star Hits started talking about this new singer named Kylie Minogue, and I guess she was on TV because she wasn't on TV here. So <laughs> all she was to me is this music pop star. So I got the single, loved it, got the album, 
in America because in America the locomotion was a hit. Mm-hmm. So I actually bought Kylie's <laughs> first album here in America, which I wouldn't be able to do for about 20 years after that. <laughs> and I just I loved well, I, definitely for me, the entering point was stocking quantum because I loved Ooh. everything they did. But there definitely was that like extra sparkle, that extra shine. And it's really similar to Backrack and David for Backrack and how David and how they would produce and write for people. But their star was Dionne Warwick. It was definitely very similar with Kylie. What do you think it was about Kylie that was different to the other artists? Was it her voice? Because it is quite distinctive, even though people love or hate it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think Kylie Minogue has the best voice. I don't think she's the greatest vocalist. It is just something, I mean, it's such a cliche now, but it is that X factor, like yeah. something just clicks. Um, and it could be anything, like it could be um, probably like your mom, like a dish that your mom makes. It's probably not like gourmet cooking. And it might not even be the best, whatever, pineapple upside down cake ever, but because you're connected to it, it just adds so much to it. There's, there is something about Kylie Minogue and her music that just clicks and like just makes your heart oh, beat lovely. faster. Going back to the first album, when you got it and listening to it, what tracks stood out for you? So the single I love the most, and it's so stereotypical, is I Should Be So Lucky. Like that's oh. my favorite single from that album. But I love Look My Way. Because I am an American, and even though I love British music, there's still American music that I love too. And that definitely was like a nice meld of the two. Yeah. But still, but still has that, you know, that Kylie sound, that Stocky Kamarman sound. But my favorite B side is Made in Heaven. Like, (gasps) well, when when that came months later, Mm. oh my God, it was like, man, like it was just, it took Kylie the next step like it still was Kylie it was just more Kylie. <laughs> yeah I mean that they should have included that on the album in hindsight it's such a great sort of undiscovered like sometimes mm. forgotten gem yeah. um, it's such it's, a great song it, it's so perky it's one of the perkiest songs I remember hearing it for the first time uh, and I think I, I think I cried I, think I, <laughs> simply, also, I simply cried <laughs> and also at that time I had never had a boyfriend I had never had a serious relationship so like how will it be with me when it hits me? Like that could completely, cause like you spend all your time thinking about like, what's it gonna be like? Who's it gonna be? What's it gonna do? Like, and you just, like that song completely connects that way. After that album, even though Locomotion was number three, it took months and months and months and months for America to come out with Enjoy Yourself. Oh. So I went to, I had to go to an import record store to get it when it came out. And for me, I used to live in a place called uh, Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, which is very, very rural. The closest mall was 20 minutes away, but the closest import record store to me was an hour away. Wow. So I had to drive an hour. I want everyone to think about that. I had to drive an hour (laughs) to pay double the amount of an album for Kylie. And I was happy to do it. Every single, every album, I bought it and I, I loved it. What did you make of Enjoy Yourself? Because it did take the sound a little bit in a different direction. We had lots of different songs like jazz sounding songs and Dear Jesse sounding songs. It's, it's funny. Um, the songs that I liked, I liked a lot and liked them more than the Kylie Minogue album. 
But I was disappointed that there were so many slow songs. Mm. Now, now I really can appreciate like my secret heart, <laughs> telltale signs. Like I can appreciate them now. At the time, it's funny because I was disappointed just because there weren't 10 fast songs. <laughs> but the fast songs that I liked, I loved a lot. Did you like Tears on My Pillow? <laughs> no. No, and I still don't. <laughs> well done. Well, no, nothing to lose. Like, everything to gain, well, well, nothing to lose. <laughs> well, no, wait. So before we start, like all the people that love Kylie Minogue, um, there isn't a Kylie Minogue song that I hate. There's nothing that I can't stand. About now, nudity. There, <laughs> we, can, we can get to that in a minute. I, I or, or we can get into it now, which I guess we're going to. Um, I love weird Kylie. I love nudity. I love through the years. Oh my God, I love through the years. Um, sometimes Samurai, GBI. If she is weird for a track or two, I love it. I'm on. Now, I don't know if I would want an entire album like that. Yeah. But I love like new, duh, <laughs> well, somebody oh, you're a rare gem. You're a rare gem. Well done. And were you enjoying the the progression of the music? Because obviously, the uh, rhythm of love has the, the great the great four singles, but then it's also got the a few American produced songs, and then obviously that's it to it. It's very kind of R and B inspired. So, what what did you make of that kind of progression? It was kind of it might be odd for you if you were such a Brit fan. Of the two, I definitely love rhythm of love more that that to me is one of the perfect albums and not even just of kylie but like any artist that i love i i love that album um let's get to it is close to me like enjoy yourself there are tracks on there that i think are spectacular uh, mm. too much of a good thing yeah. i love Ooh. that i also Ooh. i also love like that other remix of it i think oh, i just love that and in fact um I was out at a club one time and the club actually started playing that. And there was a guy that I was interested in and I was talking to him and he kind of looked up. He's like, Oh my God, what is this? This sounds horrible. And I literally just walked away. Like I was not interested anymore. Wow. I'm like, we do not have a future. Goodbye. Uh, There's has no been picket fence. Is that, is that, is I, I ghosted him in real life. Is that how you judge relationships these days? If they, if they like Kylie, you put them through a test? Um, they would definitely have to appreciate Kylie. I'm not saying they would have to be crazy about her, but they would they would have to at least, or at yeah. the very least, not like like understand my enjoyment yeah. of her. So, could we talk about Impossible Princess and what you thought of that album? If you loved the Kylie experimental stage, were you a fan of this version of her? Okay, so I know you guys want to talk about Impossible Princess, and I can if you want to, but. We're either going to have to go 14 hours or you're going to have to make this a mini series because 10,000%. So, so honestly, I probably have like three favorite albums and I know that's cheating, but I'm going to. Um, Impossible Princess, I just think is spectacular. I did mm. track for track, note for note, beat for beat, uh, the liner notes, uh, the plastic that the CD tray is in. I love that album so much. I really think, you know, She Last Saw, the, the Kylie Minogue album, you know, was her stepping out. You know, you go to college, you know, you're experimenting, but you're not really like into yourself. But Impossible Princess, I think is 
10,000% Kylie. I think that is the truest representation that we have ever had of Kylie Minogue. She co-wrote every single song on there. And those lyrics are spectacular. I love them. I, I love your enthusiasm. I mean, you, as you know, I'm not a massive fan of the album musically because the songs, for me, it's not melodious enough for me. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, prickle my ear, but I understand what you're saying. And I do agree. I think it is the album that is probably that is at her rawest. And I think Golden is a, is a mainstream version of her rawness, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think she realised, I, I think she's probably too scared to do something like that again. So she does it slightly differently. She does it, she packages mm -hmm. it in a much more kind of mainstream sound, but the, the, you know, the, the, the lyrics and the content is a lot more personal, I think. So I agree with you. I mean, and I, I appreciate it. And I think, you know, artists like Kylie have to do that. And I don't think we would have Kylie now without no. the Kylie then. Well, right, actually, right. Yeah, the thing you said about university thing, you know, that, you know, the first of the, the 94 album is like her going to, you know, going to university, all kind of bright eyed and kind of glossy. And then, you know, after a couple of years, you end up getting mixed up in that kind of like that kind of grungy crew. And then you kind of find, well, you know, you kind of start being introspective and then you start putting up rock posters on the wall. That's kind of the thing what Kylie was going through. That's that's a kind of two years of the university kind of uh, phase, I think, in a way. That's very, I like that kind of idea. <laughs> Now, to balance out my enthusiasm, mm -hmm. we can talk about Kiss Me Once. Yes. If can, you can, want to, can we, can we, we just will go, go there. Can we go Kiss Me Once via Your Disco Needs You? Did you like Your Disco Needs You? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I love Your Disco Needs You. Yeah, and need, and need I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Robbie Williams fan. And I, he and Guy Chambers, right? Mm, yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Like, I love, I love, you know, the background. <sighs> like, that. it, it is. You know, camp ten thousand. Like it's it's fantastic. I love it. Now, however, almost like weird weirdo Kylie, I don't want camp Kylie for 11, 12, 16 tracks on an album. Mm. Like when it's peppered throughout, when it's sprinkled throughout, I think it's fantastic. Like I think my favorite Kylie is when you have like a range. You have like a ballad or two. Mm at the most you have fast songs you have you know mid-tempo like i like the 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 um wider range of places that she can take you if that makes sense um but kiss me once so th again there are tracks on kiss me once that i love into the blue is just beautiful absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And at, at first i was a little disappointed because it came out and you think uh, this is like um, I Believe in You and I'm not super big on I Believe in You but Into the Blue I just think is so much better so much of a grander song um, but for Kiss Me Once the song Kiss Me Once I think is spectacular it should have been a single um, it really should have been a single that and Sexy Love I both think are great great songs um, and, and I would say if there is a Kylie Minogue album that you don't like just like isolate the tracks that you do enjoy and almost like make yourself an EP of yeah. that. And that <laughs> yeah. way, then, then, you know, if you really, if that really grabs you, then maybe you can dig into the tracks you like less. Mm. Yeah. Like, like the I, sex I, is I, terrible, terrible song. Oh, I like the sex. Mm. I like that. I like, I like the song, uh, Le Hand on Le Knee. I like that, <laughs> that line, but that, that's about it. Talking of albums that we don't like, uh, going back a couple, 
uh, body language. Now, again, that was very American sounding. And obviously, yes. as you may have heard in one of our podcasts that, um, you know, we found <laughs> to start, I mean, Slow was a brilliant song. And I, w- I was very disappointed by body language because I thought I wanted the whole album to be as experimental as that song. And it was just a little right. bit, a bit sludgy R&B. So what did you make of that one? Because I mean, the singles were quite good, I have to admit, but the album as a whole is completely forgettable. It's funny because a lot of times uh, Kylie will release a first single that doesn't sound mm. like the kind of like, like X with, yeah. yeah. Confide um, in me. Right, yeah, it, exactly, me. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, but with body language, it was almost the opposite because slow was spectacular mm. and you're expecting everything to be that like experimental. Um, mm. And again, I like body language. Like when, when you follow someone like Kylie, you expect to love it. And I would say I like body language. Um, I think obsession is fantastic. That like, again, those lyrics, like even if you don't like the song, just look at the liner notes and read that poetry. Mm. I think that's fantastic. I like sweet music. Yeah. Um, the other thing, kind of tying into that so right after body language she came out with like the best uh, or ultimate kylie that that best of no, number 18 in a series of 234 best ofs <laughs> um with with um the two singles uh i believe in you and can't stop giving you up i think someone at the record company messed up i don't think those should have been the singles it should have been bpm and made of glass. Made of glass. Oh my god! Yes. The the way it's like the two different oh. songs coming at you like at the same time. Mm. Oh my god! I like you can't like I literally honestly have goosebumps. I'm not just saying yeah. like like oh my god, made of glass is a hearing tune. that in my head again. Like those two songs, I think are phenomenal. Like much better than the two singles. Uh, talking about Golden Sean, um, w- was that big in America? No, <laughs> nothing's been big in America since. Well, so Can't Get You Out of My Head obviously was a huge yeah. smash. And then after that, um, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, um, what's the, oh, the best song on uh, Love at First, oh, First Sight. Love at First Sight. Um, that was, was a, a little bit more than a minor hit, a little bit more than that a major a, hit. Was that, it was Grammy nominated, well. wasn't it? It was Grammy nominated. It, it, it was Grammy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And also, come into my world. Also, got yeah. airplay over here, and that but won that's the Grammy. The last, Did it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I know nothing. That's <laughs> that's the last airplay that she's gotten. Uh, yeah. uh, Golden didn't do anything. I I do really love Golden. Um, I'm gonna have a complaint, quote unquote, complaint about Golden that I don't think most people would have. I actually don't think it's really country <laughs> enough. Like, there's a lot of like. Yeah, like clap, clap and <laughs> yeah. snap, but really, like those songs really just sound like, like kind of like mid-tempo Kylie songs with a clap and slap. Now, now that being said, there are songs on there I love. I think it's one of her better albums. I, I all the way through, I love it. Um, now this is just so when you're a comic book fan like I am, mm. you have stuff that happens quote unquote off panel that because you like it, you call it your head canon. So, so my headcanon for Golden for Shelby 68, and I know what I'm going to say isn't true. I think of it as like a lesbian anthem because it, it kind of like, um, I'm not going to get the quotes right, but like, um, uh, 
whoever said like loving you was gonna be oh, oh, I'm, I'm horrible with the lyrics right now but <laughs> but if, if you if you if next time you listen to it or look at the lyrics read it with like that in your mind and it almost is like like it's kind of like her running away with this lover and you know it's kind of dangerous but exciting like that's my like that's my like created fake video story kind of thing for that song oh, I, I love it amazing I love it. I'm going to listen. I'm going to think lesbian when I'm listening to that song next. <laughs> Love it. Because the reason why I asked if it was big in America, because I know, you know, country music is one of the most popular genres of music, even, you know, it, it eclipses pop in terms of popularity in, in the US. And I think, you know, maybe if the album would have been a little bit more country, it might have done a little bit better, maybe. It wouldn't have done better over here, I don't think, because I think in the UK and even Australia, I'm not sure if it would have um, translated as well as, but if, if she wanted to maybe push more in America, if she could have done what Shania Twain did a couple, you know, 20 years ago and did a different version of the right. album, which is more country uh, for the US market. Interesting. One thing I, one thing that's lucky, 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 lucky for me is um, even though she doesn't get radio airplay here, she very often is on like the talk shows and the mm. late night shows, like giving performances. Um, like she toured, I don't want to say she toured America. She toured like American like, TV shows with that. Um, well, she did, she like, did a lot for disco, didn't she? She did a lot for disco. Yeah. Disco. She was on Stephen Colbert. She mm. was on, she was, yeah. Like, so that surprises me. And, and I, I really like that even though like, like, and the nice thing is people here know who she is. Mm. Um, so I, I don't want to say it was funny because it wasn't funny. Um, it was wonderfully heartening when her cancer diagnosis happened, people who knew that I loved Kylie came up to me. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about him. So, and, and a lot of people said that to me, mm. like surprisingly, that really, and I know it doesn't, it meant a lot to me for whatever reason. Mm, no, it was the same with me. I remember because they knew I was a massive Kylie fan. So people, they spoke to me as if I was family and they were holding, tapping me on the arm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was embarrassed. Uh, but no, but I, mean, it, it, I mean, I remember at the time it affected us all very, uh, it affected me very oddly, actually. I remember sitting down at my, my work desk. I got into the office very early and it was on the news. And I remember having quite a tearful moment. It was quite an unusual feeling to have for someone who's so removed from me, but I guess she's kind of family, isn't she, to us in some degree, yeah. so yeah. so important. <laughs> so just about... oh, come. oh, no, you go. No, 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 please, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about disco now. Um, did it meet your expectations, Sean? It does. Um, it, I, I'm hesitant to say I love disco as much as I do, only because it's like, you know, if you would ask an Alfred Hitchcock fan what his favorite movie is, and, and he says Psycho, you know, like it's just so mainstream, so mm. common, like Kylie Minogue releasing a disco album called Disco with all dance songs that are right up my alley. Like it's almost too easy, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I love it. Like, and and there was also like that fear, like, oh, she's coming out with a disco album, but I'm I'm going to have a high standard for that it's Kylie Minogue devoting herself completely to disco is this really going to work and it it works for mm. me it completely yeah. works for me and and it probably is so I probably have like three favorite albums Impossible Princess Aphrodite and Disco mm. and just out of interest things you're like us but you kind of imagine what she uh, you know you think you think about what her sound should be and you think about who she is 
what would you um what is the sound you'd like her to do next what kind of album would you want to hear it's funny um what i wish could happen and i think maybe it could i wish she could do whatever project she wants followed by like something mainstream for the record company that will get the sales that will get the fans and and we kind of get that i also think that at this point we know kylie can do that like she has mm. had comebacks <laughs> like and like like some from horrible disappointments yeah. <laughs> and then others just from albums that just didn't perform for whatever reason like like a kiss me once like like that wasn't like the the mitigated disaster but it flopped mm. but she came out with something you know golden something that connected to people so like I wish, I hope that she has the freedom to do whatever she wants for an album, whether it's Himalayan yodel chants or whatever that would be, and then come out, you know, two years later with Kylie Minogue sings the disco hits of every number one for the past 20 years or whatever. That would you, be. you know, we will buy Kylie does the Himalayan yodel hits and because it will be released on 17 different colored vinyls and 14 <laughs> color cassettes. And yeah, you I will, will be buying support more. that. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe she should test the water with a mashup of a Himalayan track and uh, uh, Xanadu. Just to get me going, because I'd be very excited. Oh my God, we've been spoken about Kylie doing Xanadu for a while, Christian. We need to start manifesting that again. I know we need to, because uh, somebody put on, the, the, I think the PR for Radio 2 over here in the UK, uh, she got all excited about uh, Xanadu being played on, on Radio 2 one morning, and I made some reference on, on Twitter about how Kylie would be great to do it as a live session on the, on, on the Zoe Bull show. Ooh. And, and the, uh, the PR loved the idea. So hopefully the next time Kylie's in, they'll mention it. Oh my God. Um, this is a little <laughs> bit off topic, um, but last night I got into a bit of a black hole on YouTube Ooh. Ooh. and I started watching Young Talent Time, which is the TV show that young Danielle Minogue uh, grew up on. And um, I think the UK artists, uh, UK people would be familiar, but in Australia, we had a very kind of popular singer called Tina Arena. Um, oh, I don't know where this she made. Yeah, but I, she, I know it from the Chains remix. So. Yeah, but she did a version of Xanadu on Young Talent Time when she was like 15 Christian, you need to Google it and then watch it on YouTube and Sean, <laughs> it'll change your life. It's so good. But that's a little bit, that's off topic of Kylie, but I will definitely what, what, No, it's a great seg because my idea, what I would love to happen for like the disco deluxe reissue, whatever that's coming out. I would love three EPs. So an EP of new songs. So mm -hmm. like six or eight brand new songs six or eight disco covers mm -hmm. but but those disco covers only one or two of those would be super well-known mm. disco hits so xanadu will slot that in for you um but then the other four or five on that will be disco songs that are real disco songs from the 70s but not super popular like mm. might not, so you would have to like dig through you have know you the catalog, you would one. pick them um Oh, it's uh, the three degrees giving up, giving go. Uh, oh, giving yeah. Up. Yeah, Sheila. Uh, um, giving up, giving Sheila Easton covered it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Y okay. Years ago, Sheena Easton, you, you, you must know her. She was big in the oh, 80s. Yeah, and the, yeah. Yeah. She yeah, did a yeah. comeback about ooh, maybe 20 years ago, and she did a disco album, and she did the most ridiculous version of giving... Try and find the video for it, because at that point, she was kind of all glossed up, and she had, like, big hair. Um, and that version is sensational. 
Oh, great. Now, my third EP is her covering her old songs in a in completely a opposite. Yes, completely opposite from Abbey Road. She's going to take If You Were With Me Now, and it is going to be like a Thunderpuss remix, 12 minutes long. It's going to take you places. It's going to bring you back. It's going to slap your face. It's going to slap your butt. You're going to dance to it. But any like ballad that uh, telltale signs, like yeah. any, uh, uh, where the wild roses grow. I want I want that to be um, maybe like a duet with The Weeknd or something like that. Um, I love that. I want her, whatever, whatever ballad I didn't like from the past, I want that to be a stomping remix. I tell you what, uh, I'll st- I'll f- uh, I'll still be loving you from the first album. I think it would work very well with a disco uh, backing track because Ooh. it reminds me. It, it doesn't sound like the song from Dream Girls, but it reminds me of One One Night Only because you, it works beautifully as a ballad, but then also works brilliantly as a I am the lake. <laughs> I also so, think for the fourth EP as well, she needs to do oh four. <laughs> so one of them, you know, four to six songs of now. I know she's done lots of duets recently, but duets with the with the disco queens mm-hmm. like Diana Ross. Gloria, Olivia Newton-John, Olivia Newton, like all these like oh, just disco. disco divas, and it's just Kylie and the disco divas, not Ed Sheeran's or any Ooh, one of those. Yeah. I now I'm gonna veto that because that could be an hour. Ooh, yeah, especially like around, especially released in like November to cash in on the Christmas market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Carly, if you're listening, we know you do listen. <laughs> so if you're listening, please take note. I mean, there is there is a thought she's done something with Gloria Gaynor because Gloria Gaynor yeah. did that thing on Twitter. Yeah. So perhaps yeah. there is an I Will Survive themed song on the album or Last Night. Is it Last Night? Last Night? Is that, is that what I've done with um, Gloria Gaynor? Like last Dance. Is it Last Dance? Last Dance, dance. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Last, dance. La- last Dance is Donna Summer. Yeah. So uh, I'm, right. glad, that, I'm glad right. that you're resurrecting her to appear on the album. Well, Gloria maybe, Gaynor was "I Will Survive." <laughs> yeah, sorry. Maybe, maybe they think they could call on Pete Waterman and get some of uh, Donna Summer's backing vocals. Backing oh my vocals. God, yeah, you some of her. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. She could do some of that. Re-record some of Donna Summer's songs, but maybe do it like, um, uh, you know, she could be on a screen or a hologram. Because I think we all know because <laughs> Donna, the Donna one Donna Summer song, and I can't remember the name of it because it escapes me. Was one of Carly's very first demos that she ever recorded was a Donna ah. Summer song. Um, that she did when she was, I think, working with the Henderson kids, mm. I think. And she saved up some money and went into the studio and recorded these kind of two or three demo tracks that were on a cassette. Um, that's, Pete, that's Pete Waterman calling. Yeah, silly. I'm setting it to get, <laughs> get off the phone. Oh. Oh, yes. Well, Sorry. Sean, like, thank you so much. You've been an absolute gem. You've been so, so great. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks a lot. I love your podcast and I love hearing from other Fanogs. It's I just, I love, you don't know how happy it is to hear that in my ear when I walk in the morning. I love it. Oh, you're amazing. Well, I'm glad. Well, thank yeah. you very much for listening to us. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, keep spreading that joy and spreading the love of Carly in the US. Keep doing your <laughs> <Thanks>. good work. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh God, he was, I, I love Sean. He's amazing. So, so funny. Yes, he was, certainly was a character, that's for sure. <laughs> he has a way with words. <laughs> um, I just, you know, Christian, I, I absolutely love chatting to the fun oaks out there and hearing their Ooh. stories. I think it's just so, every, everyone is so unique and everyone has such a personal connection with, with Kylie. And it's, it's just so, so lovely to hear. It really, really is. The thing I love most is that all these people we're speaking to 
are from around the world. I mean, we're obviously going to be speaking to lots of people in the UK, but it's nice to know that, you know, in places like Baltimore and, you know, obviously in Australia um, and Brazil, we've had so many different people from different countries. It's just amazing that, you know, her, her musical power has spread across the world like a pandemic. <laughs> Um, and guys, if you've if you've emailed in, um, please yeah, bear with us because we record our Finogue interviews in, in chunks. So I know a lot of you have um, um, so I know a lot of you have reached out, and we definitely do want to talk to you. So apologies if there's a delay in getting back to you, but yeah, you you won't be missed. Um, you we will speak to you guys soon. Yes, and if you haven't um, got in touch and you'd like to be a Finogue, then drop us a line. Where Kieran at the Kylie Smiley Podcast at gmail.com. And at the diminutive collection on Insta. Good. We're looking forward to more, more, more. And please do share all of our details to your other Kylie friends, because we'd like to build up our lovely followers and have more people listening to us. And um, yeah, that's just a begging plea. (laughs) Spread the word. Spread the the word. Spread the Kylie love. Spread the Kylie love. All right, Kristen, thanks so much. And I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, with bells on. All right. Bye. Bye.